Get ready for a life-changing show as we encourage all business owners and entrepreneurs to dare to become successful. Today, I'm joined with Don Sando. He is the president of Strategic Results Group, and I'm super excited to have him on the show. Welcome to the Go Legal Yourself podcast. This show is about knowing the legal life cycle of your business. I'm your host, Attorney Kelly Bagler, the Queen of Business Law. Please interact with us on social media with Go Legal Yourself and do find us on the web at golegalyourself.com. This podcast is about knowing the legal life cycle of your business. And by knowing where you are, it's easier to become successful. Welcome, Don. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks, Kelly. You're a hard man to track down. So do you have any funny tidbits or a joke that you'd like to share with the audience? Oh, gosh. Uh, honest, no- nothing comes to mind off the top of my head. You know, a favorite little tidbit or something funny that you sort of enjoy. Tell us something about yourself. Well, uh, I started off as a computer engineer at Hughes Aircraft. After doing that a few years, realized that that wasn't my personality. I didn't want to do that forever. Uh, so I switched over to Hewlett Packard and worked in the marketing department. And we had uh, 125 people in our marketing department. So uh, when you were assigned something or you had a responsibility, you became an expert in whatever that was. And uh, I was very fortunate to be able to move around a lot and move to every year and a half. I switched to a different department working on some other aspect of marketing. So I got you know, very exposed to the entire you know, marketing uh function. Isn't that a great place to actually learn how to become an expert within an industry? That can happen when you start to work for a large corporation. Exactly. Someone might have heard of HP. It's really amazing that you got such strong experience. Yeah, I was very lucky. And I remember when I, uh, I'd only been there a, a couple of weeks, right? And I, I worked late a couple of nights, came home and I was all fired up about my job. And my wife was like, what are you so fired up about? This is just a job, right? And I said, you know, I'm one of 75,000 employees. Yeah. I said, I feel like I can really make a difference in, uh, in this business. And so I was just on fire to, uh, to do that. And then from HP, where did you go? I got recruited away to a smaller high-tech company. Of course, by HP standards, everything is smaller. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, so it was uh, called DH Technology, uh, another high-tech company here in San Diego. And I was worldwide director of marketing and sales for them. And what uh, they hired me for is because one of my roles at HP was strategic planning and I facilitated that process for different HP divisions and uh, one in particular I remember was Singapore division you know, they, they said go over to the Singapore division they have 3,000 employees uh, they need to figure out what they're what they want to be when they grow up <laughs> and I'm like okay <laughs> um, but 
that was why I got recruited by DH because they had some patents that were expiring and had been generating, you know, a nice cash flow and that was going to stop. And it was like, well, what are we going to do to continue our growth rate? So, uh, so that was why they brought me on board and analyzed the market and, and determined that their real opportunity was international business development. That they had, they dominated in their little niche. The U.S. market, but they were they had a very minor presence in Europe and zero presence in Asia, and so for the next four years, all I did was international business development, is you know establishing their markets first in Europe uh, until we eventually actually put our number one competitor from Italy out of business, took over all their all their business. And then, then we went over to Asia and penetrated into Japan, Korea, mainland China in particular. So as you might know, this show is an international show, Go Legal Yourself podcast. So we have thousands of listeners around the world. And the reason why I wanted to interview you is because I know most of these business owners that listen to the show, even though they're situated outside the U.S., the goal now is to do some sort of business in the U.S. The U.S. is thriving. The economy is strong. It's always been strong. And even some of our U.S. companies that are listeners here, maybe the next step for them is to take their products overseas. But few know how to do this. Going back to marketing, marketing is a big, massive monster. And there are so many different aspects of marketing. But for a business owner, Don, you mentioned earlier you were hired to do strategic planning. That's your expertise. So walk the audience through exactly how you would help them grow their business, either bringing it from international waters to the U.S. or even taking U.S. products internationally. So uh, so HP, we had a phrase. We, cut, we you know, try to keep things simple. Uh, and we talked about the three C's of marketing, you know, the customers, the competitors, and then the contribution that you are going to make or your competitive advantage, right? So what I have discovered is that companies that are above a hundred million in revenues, they have people on staff that focus on this, but companies below that typically do not. And they, they don't have that expertise and they don't, Realize that, you know, you don't have to have it full time. You know, it's a project. You can come in there, you can analyze the market, you can do it over a course of a few weeks, and you can figure out what, where the opportunity is, you know. And so one of the things that um, I've noticed, especially like I've worked with a couple of different companies from Europe wanting to bring their products over here. And I uh, remember the software company in, uh, in Norway in particular, and they were doing very well in Norway and think, well, gosh, you know, the U.S. is, what, 10, 15 times larger than we are. So it should, we'll just go over there and be as successful over there as we are over here. Well, you know, it's a lot more complicated. And there's a lot of things that, you know, Europeans tend, if they haven't done business over here, they tend to think of our states like their countries. And they think, okay, well, I'm going to go in this state and, and do business well. No, our states, you know, the, the, the borders are, are you know, very penetrable. It's like, you know, there's regions in the U.S. There's not like the states are not like European countries. And uh, and competitors tend to be 
a national, right? Right. So, right. They're not, okay, I'm just, you know, because in Norway, you know, they may have one set of competitors, but if they move over into France, it's a whole different set of competitors. In Italy, it's, a, well, not in the U.S. It's, you know, there are national competitors. Um, so the first thing is, is really defining who are your target customers that you uh, want to market to. That's huge, Don. That's really what I want to touch upon, because if you don't know who your target market is and you're going to put your product out there in the world, you kind of are flying solo. You've got no direction, you don't know who you're targeting, and you can't be everywhere and cannot possibly be everyone. So you're going to be wasting time, money and effort, including resources, so, first thing is define your target market. Yes, and, and uh, not just, you know, so, I mean, not just who, what's the demographic, but really drill down. Uh, and that's what we spend a lot of time in strategic planning is drilling down to understand who those target customers are and what it is, you know, that they are looking for. So, why are they going to buy from you, right? Wow. What, what are their criteria? If they are, you know... If they're going to be choosing between you and your competitor, right? So what are the questions that they're going to ask? You, you need to know that. What are their criteria? And you also really need to figure out how do they find what it is that you're selling, right? So everybody thinks, oh, I just got to go on Facebook and do everything on Facebook. Well, that's not where everybody looks. You know, exactly. Do, you know, yes. and you, and so I've talked to people that have spent, you know, thousands of dollars on Facebook and got nothing out of it. You know, and I talked to an attorney who, uh, here's a, here's my joke, right? <laughs> uh, I talked to an attorney who spent a hundred thousand dollars on direct mail. Right? Good Lord. Yes. You, and I'm shocked. You talked to other attorneys? Done. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. And <laughs> I asked him, I said, so what did you get out of? You know, how many clients did you get out of this? And he goes, zero. And I'm like, well, that's because who looks for an attorney in their mailbox? Right. You know, it's like, right. so what were you thinking? Well, you know, the, it was a great sales guy came in and said, oh, you know, the, this is what we do. And it's like, okay, great. Yeah. That's the problem with not having a strategy and just taking, listening to the first salesperson that comes in the door. Exactly. You yes. Know? But like using... Uh, this, this Norwegian company, as an example, they had a software product and they sold it to CFOs of, you know, medium-sized companies. Well, in Norway, you can call the CFO of a medium-sized company and they answer the phone. And you can say, hey, I'd like to make an appointment. Oh, come on down. Right? Well, try to call the CFO of a medium-sized company in the U.S. and You'll never get past the gatekeeper. Exactly. You can leave a voicemail message. They'll never call you back. It's, you know, zero. So so their whole thought was they took their best salesperson from Norway, moved her over here, said, go do over there what you did here, and she failed. Right. She was totally unsuccessful, right? Um, and so, and then the other, the other thing that I've seen over and over again is the language differences. Um, you know, I worked with Koreans and, uh, and Indians and stuff and, you know, and they'll write something and I'll read it and go, I, I don't know what you're talking about. There was a company they created, I believe the product was Vacuums. There was a European based company. I believe it was called Electrolux. 
I don't know what the purpose of that is. But they wanted to bring their products to the US. And their tagline in Europe was, nothing sucks like an Electrolux. And they wanted to bring that over to the US. Nothing sucks here in the US means it's the worst thing ever. I remember this Korean company that it was a very technical product and I and I I reading their brochure and they were talking about you know they were trying to explain how their products had evolved over time and then they go like wine and like fine women uh, you know this thing and I'm going oh my god you can't say that you know, it's like <laughs> I was like oh my god stop stop <laughs> I wonder what kind of customers they would have had. I know, it's like, okay, yeah, it's that. like <laughs> yeah, it's like, you're not going to get a lot of female engineers buying this product, let me tell you. Oh, that's funny. So you get it. See? You, yeah, yeah. You get it. Yes, yes. Um, so, so the first thing is, you know, really drilling down on your customer, really understanding, you know, why they buy and how they buy. And then the second C is competition, right? And your competitors over here uh, are going to be most likely very different than your competitors in whatever country you're at. And and the same is true. Uh, If you are in the U.S. and you want to, you know, start to export, you know, I mean, we were exporting to Europe. Well, our competitor in Europe was a, a company out of Italy. That was the company that dominated. You know, they had very little presence in the U.S. at that time. Right. right? So, so really understanding your competition and what their strengths and weaknesses are. And are there weaknesses that you can take advantage of, that you yes. can exploit? Yes, I personally love competition. There are 1.34 million business law attorneys in the U.S., just in the U.S. And that, to me, means that there's enough work out there for everyone. There's a demand. There's an actual demand. So I love competition. And what customers sometimes look for is the next best thing, or they're just looking for someone that's just accessible. So when someone calls me, Don, I answer my phone. My secretary doesn't answer it. I answer it. They've got direct connection to me. And that is pretty valuable for some of my clients. Maybe they've got a quick question. Larger law firms, they have to go through the secretary, the paralegal, maybe the first year associate and the second year associate. And eventually they get to the partner. When you said that here in the US, you know, there are gatekeepers and you really need to understand the mentality of how business is done here in the US as opposed to Europe or anywhere else around the world. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. And, uh, And then the third thing is really understanding your contribution or your competitive advantage. So how is it? What is it that you are, you know, that that your product or your service is better? And is it something that the buyers care about? Right. So you might say, well, hey, you know, I I, like so you just commented about how you answer the phone, you know, directly. Right. Well, so your customers, that's important. Right. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So, you know, there might be other things that, um, you know, like I've had prospects who say, well, what do you know about my business, you know, and my industry? I, I don't know anything about your, you know, 
you're in, uh, you're a general contractor, right? I've never built a thing, right? Um, I've hammered some nails, you know, I've got a, you know, tennis elbow to prove it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but I said, I know, you know, the process for analyzing your customers. And, you know, I always, uh, there's a favorite exercise I like to do, especially with medium sized companies where you get, the salespeople and the executives in a room and you say, okay, I want you to write down what you think are your top three competitive advantages and put them in priority order. All right. And then if I have eight people in the room, I get eight different lists. They, they never agree. And they look at each other like, how could you say that? You know, um, Isn't that pretty amazing? Yeah, it's yeah, a, this is a group that works together. I know. They all work together. And it's like, you know, and salespeople, you know, they think of, oh, the last deal they lost. Well, the reason they lost was this was the number one thing. Well, okay, for that customer, you know. And so then I tell them, if, how powerful would your marketing be if you all really knew what those top three things were? And if you all understood that and greed and your sales and your marketing message was oriented that way and they're like, oh, my God, you know, and so and I take them through a process to figure that out. And sometimes that requires, you know, doing surveys. Well, gee, you know, sometimes their salespeople know, but nobody's ever asked them. And sometimes they don't know. And they're like, uh, we need to do a survey. We got to ask our customers why, you know, I say, well, why did this last customer buy from you? And they can't answer it. I don't know. I'm good looking. That's why they bought from me. <laughs> well, maybe. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, and then well, you better hire somebody better looking next time. <laughs> Isn't it really amazing when it comes down to knowing exactly who your target market is and knowing exactly what product you put out there that's better than your competitors? That's really a simple formula. However, it's a very difficult process to go through. Yes. Uh, what happens is, you know, every, we all get so busy doing, 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 right? And then we forget to think. Right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, that little thing. <laughs> exactly. Step back, think, right? Take a little bit of time, analyze what's going on. You know, uh, like I, I'm starting with this, with this client right now. It's a trucking company. And so I said, well, send me your customer list for the last sales by customer for the last three years, right? And so then I put them in priority order. I analyze them and go, okay, X percent of your business is coming from, you know, here's the 80% of your business comes from 20% of your clients. Well, in their case, 80% of their business comes from two clients. <laughs> you know, you're like, okay. Uh, and so you got all these, uh, and, you know, and, and I give them this list and they, they, it's like something they've never seen before. They're like, oh my God, look at this. And it's like, well, it's, it's a simple exercise, right? You know, it's something that you should do every year. But, you know, if you've, you know, if you come from a huge organization like HP, you know, it's a, this common, this is what we do, right? right? But if you've never been exposed to that, you don't know that this is what we do. So if some of the audience members out there, they're listening to you right now, and they might be struggling with either growing their business or even thinking of whether it's the right business to bring to the US or even export elsewhere. So when is the right time, Don, for someone to reach out to you and say help? Well, uh, if they if they're successful, you know, I always say be successful where you are. <laughs> okay, now it's ready. Now you're ready to expand. Okay, uh, and 
then we need to start with analyzing where it is that you want to go. And there's there's several steps you have to go through. And so I, I kind of like put it in milestones, right? And so I start with, um, you know, who are your competitors and who are your customers where you're at? Now, let's look at, are those competitors the same? Are those customers the same where you want to go, right? And, yeah. and if they're different, you know, and then what about pricing, right? So it, pricing might be very different, right? And, I mean, when we were at HP, you know, we would develop products and then we'd sell them, you know, worldwide. So we had to analyze pricing for every country, you know, and the way we priced it in Japan would be very different than the way we priced it in the U.S., right? So you had to have a pricing strategy and then implement that strategy uh and maybe take a lower margin or maybe over in this country, you can get a higher margin. Isn't that what just happened with the new iPhone? So the new iPhone, I believe it was either in Japan selling for at least a thousand dollars. And here in the US, the sales weren't doing so well. Who's going to dish out a thousand dollars for a phone? Yeah, yeah. So I think they have to step back and kind of restructure the pricing. That's actually important. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember uh, one of our products at HP was was not doing well in Japan, and we didn't know why. So they, Don, go over there and figure out. You know, so I went out there. You know, I had our HP salespeople take me around to all their customers and examine what was going on. And you know, this particular product was used for creating architectural drawings, and in the U.S. Um, you you can't make changes to a drawing on site, right? So all drawings were done, you know, on blueprint or in pen or something, and then you would redline it, you would go back, you would change it, and and so all of our products, you know, weren't you know we didn't use an erasable device, right? But in Japan. You go on site and say, "Gee, you know, can you move this two feet over in that direction?" And they would just erase it, you know, move the line over and drop it with pencil, right? You know, <laughs> right. and then they would sign it and go, "Okay, this is good, right?" You know, right, right. and uh, and our product was not capable of doing a drawing in pencil for the competition, which were Japanese competitors. They were capable of producing drawings in pencil, so that was why our product was doing so poorly. It truly is a difficult decision to leave your homeland, wherever your business is, and go to someone else's. It should be a huge, huge decision. And there needs to be a lot of research put into that decision because attached to that decision can be a lot of money that a business owner could potentially lose. I have some clients that are internationally based, but yet they sell their products here in the US and they want a US presence. And so that's where I come in. Analyze the market. I mean, you know, you have to have some sort of, you know, real life experience like you. You have to have that bad experience to understand where do you start from? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know, because distribution in the US is can be very different from distribution in, you know, different countries, right? And how, I mean, you know, the Japanese system of distribution is is very complicated yes. and very high cost, right? I mean, a lot of customer support on every level. Yes. 
right? But it's not that way in the U.S. But you know, the there's there's distrib- you know, depending on your product, there's distributor. I remember working with a paint manufacturer. They wanted to bring their paint and sell their paint in, and it's like, okay, well, we have we have national chains of paint stores, right? Right. So yes. you got to get into a national chain, but their headquarters is in Pittsburgh, right? So we so you, you're not going to go into a store, you know, in Southern California and get them to carry your paint. You got to go, you know, to the headquarters in Pittsburgh and convince them that your paint is better than or, you know, as good as and less expensive or whatever it is than the paint that they're carrying. Right, right. And so the distribution and then the marketing costs, right? So what is it going to cost to do this? So, you know, I've seen smaller companies that they'll just take an employee and place them over here in the U.S. And, or they'll hire a, uh, a rep, you know, or a representative in the U.S. and say, okay, here's our product, go sell it. Well, exactly, yeah. exactly. And, you know, it's, it, and then what happens is they're unsuccessful because they, they don't, you know, salespeople are not marketing analysts. They're not marketing strategists. They're salespeople. You point them and say, okay, go here say this, you know, this is why our product is better. And this is so, and here's where, here's who cares about that. All right. So the marketing strategist has to figure that all out, you know, and, um, you know, so what happens is a lot of them put people over here for a year, a year and a half. It, it fails. They bring them back and go, well, that was a, that was a total fiasco, right? And I Absolutely. spent all this money, yes. you know, and it's like, no, no, it, Maybe it could have been successful. It's just the way the way you did it was not going to. It had a very low probability of success. It's incredible the new information you've shared with us today, Don. So here's the three C's. It was customer, contribution, competitor, and competitive advantage or Con- contribution. Contribution, right? That is your fantastic contribution. So, are there any exciting projects you're working on right now? Um, you know, I just, I gave a talk recently at the, uh, Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce and the t- wonderful chamber, by yeah, the way. Yeah. And, and the topic was employee accountability, performance, accountability to, to performance, uh, a process that I've developed over my career that kind of, you know, started at HP and there's a lot of different studies about why organizations are not successful and, uh, so, you know, I gave a talk and it went over very well. And there were a lot of people interested in, in uh, implementing that process in their company. So that, you know, I'm like, okay, I got to get off my rear end and write this book. You know, it's <laughs> like, I got to put it in the book and do this. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And Don, correct me if I'm wrong, but haven't you created some products that are available for sale? Uh, well, I, I use, uh, no. I have not created any any products myself. I use Tint. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, I, I, I there's a company out of Texas that created a lot of processes. One of the biggest challenges uh, in in implementing a strategic plan is getting people to change their behaviors. You know, because they're used to doing things a certain way, and when you come up with a new strategy, those ways no longer work. Change is so difficult. I am such a creature of habit. That's why dogs love me. Dogs, you know, they, they're creatures of habit. 
and do the same thing every morning. I wake up, brush my teeth the same way. I take my vitamins the same way. And it's subconscious. I don't deliberately do this. And really sort of changing someone's behavior, you know, by just telling them that. What's the definition of insanity? It's doing the same thing over and over again and getting the same results. We're trying to help business owners and entrepreneurs from losing thousands of dollars because every mistake you make in business costs you thousands of dollars. And being a business owner who is really serious about their business and they want to go to the next level, that next level could be expanding their business. But even in the US, for the listeners here in the US, if you want to take your products from one state to the next, highly, highly recommend you reach out to Don because each state has its own challenges as well. You can't just sell one product and expect it to do well, you know, over in Alaska. Yeah, well, and the other thing is that, uh, you know, a lot of uh, companies that engage me are, there's kind of like two scenarios. One is they're struggling and, you know, what used to work doesn't work anymore. Uh, You know, you see that a lot, especially in today's, you know, fast changing marketing environment. And so they're looking for, gosh, you know, we need to we need to figure out what to do differently. Um, so I've had a, a series of clients that fit under that umbrella. And then the others are those that, that really are doing well but want to expand. And it's like, okay, we need to expand. And how do we, you know, put together a plan that we can follow? Fantastic. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience, Don? Um. No, it's, uh, you know, to me, it's, it's, uh, there's, it's like two phases, right? The first phase is, is analyzing and creating a plan. And then the second phase is implementing and doing it. And that's where the behavior change is, is necessary, typically. And that's where you are the strongest if you will hold people accountable. Yeah. Yeah. Build in these systems so that people actually, are very clear about expectations for success and and teach them to hold themselves accountable. Right. So, Don, how can our audience get in touch with you? So, my website is you know, strategicresultsgroup.com, you know, and uh, my email address is donsando at strategicresultsgroup.com. And we're going to have all your information as part of our show notes. So our audience can go directly to your episode show notes and reach out to you that way as well. And it has been such a pleasure having you on the show. I appreciate I appreciate the opportunity. Well, thank you so much for the experience you bring to the table. It's huge, absolutely huge. So thank you again so much for being here. So audience, please feel free to contact us directly download the app from your app stores. And when you do download my app, you will get a free ebook copy of my bestseller called Go Legal Yourself. And remember, the only way you become successful is if you make today the day you go legal yourself. By the way, if you do email me directly at kelly at golegalyourself.com, I will send you a signed copy of my book. You can email me from anywhere around the world. So reach out to me and I'll be happy to send you a signed copy of Go Legal Yourself. 
I am attorney Kelly Bagler, the Queen of Business Law, and it has been my pleasure being your host today. Until next time, cheers to your success.